I'm David Bryan. And I'm Brenda Bryan. This is Renovation Made Right. If you're considering a remodeling project now or sometime in the future, Renovation Made Right is your single source to help guide you through getting the project you want and an experience that you'll enjoy. Renovation Made Right tackles topics that range from how to select the right project and contractor to tips on surviving the remodeling process to best practices for kitchen and bath design. We have over 30 years of experience in the industry and are owners of the well-established design-build remodeling company Black Dog Builders in Salem and Nashua, New Hampshire. We're sitting down with industry professionals to tap into their experiences and insights so we can equip you with the tools you need to make your own project a success. All right, welcome to Renovation Made Right. I am David Bryan. And I am Brenda Bryan. Good morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I am fabulous. And today, today is an exciting day because it's basements, basements, basements. That's right, all things Woo! basements. That's exactly right. Uh, and so today, uh, I guess, sort of full disclosure, our company does a lot of basement remodeling. We should uh, be clear about that. And we have, uh, we've been really pretty careful to try to make sure that our listeners aren't getting sort of the the black dog advertising show here. That's not what the show's about, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. um, and we're going to continue to maintain that trend. But there, are, we, we definitely have some biases about how you finish basements. Um, you mean we're opinionated? We are. Yeah. Well, at least right. I am. Mm -hmm. well, actually, you are. No, you are really no, no, opinionated. No, 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 no. No, let's come on out. No. And so, um, so we are going to take you through uh, sort of our perspective on basement finishing. It's a super popular project, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Um, but there's also a lot of things for consumers to know uh, about uh, about how to go about the process, and ultimately, just like the other things we've talked about, to make sure you end up getting what you want. But but because basements are sort of subterranean spaces, they are they have some unique stuff to, to think about, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and technology that can overcome some of the stuff, like right. AKA mold. <clears throat> right. right, yeah. Now, I appreciate the fact that, despite the fact that Renovation Made Right is a global show and the world is listening, mm -hmm. uh, there are parts of the country that this, doesn't, this show doesn't apply to because there's a lot of parts of the country that have no basements. Right, right? well, you don't have to listen to this, so right. you can just jump ahead to the next right. So if you're in Texas and you're living on a slab, this show is not for you, all right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, other than that, uh, we want to we want to talk about uh, talk about basements. So okay, so I'm going to kind of lead this conversation because I am not the expert on uh, basements. So I'm not so much leading the conversation as asking pointed questions to David, and he can answer them. Um, so David, in the world of basements, you know we're one of the few people in New England that live on a slab. So we have a we, tiny, tiny basement, yeah, little tiny basement. We actually do not have. A, uh, a basement. Well, the, it was the only tiny, for tiny, tiny basement. Back yeah, in the day. right, exactly. Right. It's like eight foot by 20 feet long, and yep. it's where we keep the dead bodies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but most homes have a basement. Many of them are unfinished, and this seems to be a place where people tap into extra square footage. So tell me, what. What are the kinds of projects that you see people doing right now? Well, so so they run the gamut, I think. Um, people think about that basement space for a lot of different reasons. Um, sometimes it's the man cave. Sometimes it's uh, the home theater. Um, numbers of times it's extra living space. So I think the last two projects we signed were actually um, uh, in-law apartments for people that are, whose, whose parents are going to be moving in and, mm -hmm. and sort of condensing. I think. And, I think some people have a little angst about that. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not putting my parents in a basement. But the truth is, 
We've all thought of it. <laughs> Especially our little 8 by 20 which is a tiny, you know, like it's where we keep the bodies. In fact, it's where I keep my in-laws. Right. Yeah. <laughs> very nice, very nice. Thank but you. But the reality is, I think, we can make basements to be really lovely, um, you know, healthy, clean, uh, well-lit spaces. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, well, and especially if you have sort of a walkout, right? Like you can get right. some, some daylight on the, on the backside, right? Yeah, the walkout is ideal. But we can actually still bring in daylight into basements that don't have walkouts, right? Mm -hmm. So there's there's um, what we call egress windows, and, and we'll get into that in a little bit. But egress is, is a thing we need to consider when we're finishing basements in general, mm -hmm. right? Um, so... So you Can you define, just because some people may not have heard the term egress, what does that mean? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so in a basement, you need to be able to, the building code um, wants people to be able to get out of the basement in more than one way, right? And so you can walk down the main basement stairs, that's fine, but that's only one way in right. and out of the basement. Right. right, what if there's a fire upstairs and you exactly. can't get out that way? You need a second Way to get out Correct. Of the house. So you yeah. need, uh, you know, some form, to, some, some ability to get out, and that can happen by way of excavating and putting in a window well. Like there's really large window wells, and then mm -hmm. we cut into the con concrete and put a window in the concrete. And some people, you might think, oh my gosh, cutting the concrete, or what? And it's not that it's it's not that it's inexpensive to do, but we do it every day. It's mm -hmm. it's it's and if you want to finish that space, and if you want to put a living space in there, like a bedroom or something, that's it's not optional. You have to have that yep. that second means of egress. So, yep. so that's an important for uh, important part to consider but you were asking sort of what kinds of projects so so that's you know there's a variety of projects that folks and sometimes it's you know it's the craft room it's often that we're only finishing part of the space right because let's say you live in a 2,000 square foot home mm -hmm. um well, uh, you know, that means that if it's a conventional home, that means that you're actually sitting on top of a thousand square foot basement. Right. If you live in a two story, 2000 square foot home, that's a thousand square foot basement and it's huge. Right. Right. Um, and so I think a lot of people go down in that basement, they look at it they're like, wow, look at all this space. We, we can finish the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Right. And while that's true, there's a bunch of things to think about there in that there's no one room in your house that's even close to that. Right. right. So I encourage people to think about how do you live in your home on the first floor? What's mm -hmm. the biggest room in the house? How's that function for you? When you start thinking about basement space, don't just go down to the basement and look at it and go, holy cow, look how much we could finish. Right. right. In addition to that, most of us need storage. Yeah. Um, and there's utility space. Yeah. Right. You know, you have to think about where your boiler is and your furnace and blah, blah, blah. So. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, and I think that in general, a lot of people discover that because we do all types of construction, we do additions, we do renovations, we do attic conversions, um, people find that for the for the cost, especially the cost per square foot, <clears throat> doing basements is uh, is typically the least expensive mm -hmm. per square foot yep. way to add additional footage to your home, additional space to your home. Right. right. Okay. So people have been finishing basements for quite some time. Um, Obviously, you know, when I was a little kid, I was going down into people's finished basements. But one thing I always found was a problem, and still to this day, is that many people's finished basements, you go downstairs and there is a funk. There right. is a musty funk. Yeah. So how do you deal with that? What's the new technology that exists now? And, and why is it better than what has existed before? So awesome question. <laughs> and I think, you know... You, I'm, it, I've got nothing but awesome questions. <laughs> I don't want you to have to explain that every time. And all right, fair enough. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that um, one of the things to consider is, and, you know, it's going into the basement that the the smell hits you either like as soon as you open the door mm -hmm. or maybe, and maybe it's a little more subtle and you get down. In any variety, no matter how strong it is or how mild it is, what you're, what you're smelling is mold uh, that's been growing in the basement, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's true of unfinished basements, too. I mean, there's plenty of unfinished basements that smell the same way, but it's just well, it's a little more disconcerting, I think, when 
when it's a finished basement. But the, so so fair enough. But the only time you smell mold in an unfinished basement is um, is when mold is growing on stuff that's in the basement. Mm-hmm. Like so. No, that's <clears> true. So if you it, mold needs a couple things. Mold needs um, the, the right moisture level, and uh, it needs a food and source. And something to eat. Right. right. And so and if, and so a food if it's nothing source. but concrete downstairs, it's not going to grow. Right. But if you've been putting uh, you know uh, filing boxes mm-hmm. downstairs, and you've been putting it on the slab. Uh, I can guarantee you those things are going to be you know, growing mold. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing to be mindful of. Even in a quote-unquote dry basement, there is always vapor moving mm-hmm. through concrete. Mm-hmm. And you may and not condensation because s- it's cool down mm-hmm. there. So say in the summer, right. uh, you know, it's hot upstairs and the, the, all the humidity stays in the air, but in the basement it's going to condensate. Which which actually, so there's, there's pluses and minuses to that, right? The, the, the bonus to that is the ground temperature down in the basement is typically like 55 degrees. Mm-hmm. So in the summertime, that's a nice cooler yep, space. Cool and space. You, don't, you don't need to pay to cool that space. Mm-hmm. In the wintertime, even when it's uh, you know 10 degrees outside, the ground is still 55, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to spend less energy to bring that temperature up. So you experience, you know, basements are much more stable in terms of their temperature swing, mm-hmm. and, and you have less cost to heat and cool that space. In fact, we actually discourage people from doing anything to cool the basement space because it almost never needs it. Right. right? Um, but regardless, you get back to what you asked about with sort of the, 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 that funk that you get. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, uh, so for probably 25 years, we finished basements the old-fashioned way, right? Mm-hmm. You, using the technology, if you will, that everybody used, which was typically um, wooden studs and fiberglass insulation and sheetrock, mm-hmm. right? And um, and like I said, because vapor is moving, even though you don't see it, it, it it's something that's happening. Um, what, what I think, unfortunately, you smell, and in many cases, there's you go into a basement that's a beautiful basement at face value, but what you don't fully appreciate is that behind the drywall, mm-hmm. where that vapor may have collected, mm-hmm. there's mold, and that's the smell you're getting. You may you may be wondering, why is my basement smelling? I don't see a thing. Right. right. It looks perfect. Right. And and that's because the living space has been dry enough or clean enough or not presented a food source for, for mold and mildew. But behind the living space, <clears throat> the area behind the walls, mm-hmm. that's a different story. <clears throat> Pardon me. And so... Um, so I think that's the big thing. The, the, the big thing is thinking about, okay, what does it take for mold to proliferate? Mm-hmm. And and then how do we think about building a basement space using materials that won't allow mold to proliferate and, and or using equipment to help make sure that we're eliminating some of the requirements that mold has to grow. Okay. So before we jump into new technologies, if, if you have, so if you have a finished basement and you are getting that smell, what are some of the things you can do right now sure, to fix sure. that? So uh, in some cases, they're, they're, the situation isn't really fixable um, because if, if vapor is coming through at a reasonably decent rate, um, you can't, and it's trapped behind the walls, you can't really solve that. But there are uh, some really, really good dehumidifiers in the market. And I, I don't mean the kind that you just bring into a room and, and empty the bucket. And empty the bucket. Like, yeah. Right. You, it, those have limited capacity and, and can, can only extract so much moisture. But there are some uh, some really good uh, large units that will remove, that will service spaces like up to 2,400 square feet, mm-hmm. 2,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can set them up so that they're ducted, meaning mm-hmm. that you don't have to see or really hear the unit in the living space. You put the unit in an unfinished space. In a utility space, space right. And you, and you see a duct up and down. And that system will do a couple of things. Not only will it clean the air um, and, and and make the space uh, feel more comfortable. So they that have regard. like a HEPA filter or something Exactly. Like that? Yep. Yeah. So it's got a, got a filter to it mm-hmm. um, and it, it does constant cleaning, but it also will then um, keep your humidity level below 
uh, the, the sort of the critical numbers. So we typically set ours at 55% relative to humidity, and uh, and if we're at that number or below, uh, we're not going to allow mold to proliferate. The problem is because mold can't grow below a certain humidity level. Exactly right. right. Yeah, mm -hmm. the mold needs that and a food source. Now, so but and 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 moisture travels uh, from areas of high concentration to low concentration. So, mm -hmm. so if we create a low concentration of moisture in the middle of the space, we're also pulling vapor from other areas, but it's not perfect. Like we, It's hard to get all the vapor out from behind the walls. But if we sure. can keep the space dry, the, the drier we can keep the space, the more likely it is that in an existing basement, you can reduce that problem. Okay, right? good. Okay, so, so say we're starting with a new unfinished basement or a finished basement that you already know has problems and you want to redo it. What's what's new? What's different? What's making it better? Yeah, so we really encourage in an existing basement, especially um, either the basement's got problems or let's say it might have been the victim of a flood, right? So mm -hmm. uh, that's one of the challenges in basements is in every single basement space. We got pipes, mm -hmm. we got uh, we got appliances, or we got uh, we, we've got furnaces and so forth. Or just groundwater. Or just groundwater. Right? Like yep, some so. you get like really heavy rainfalls and your sump pump doesn't do what it's supposed to do. Right, and 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 that's fine, but uh, groundwater when groundwater happens, there's there's a number of ways to deal with that, and that's a whole. That's probably like a whole another separate show is how mm -hmm. we can how we can make basements dry, uh, and we'll we'll get there. That's a great idea, but um, the the I think the bigger thing was is, that a teaser? You just throw that's on, a, like, uh, that's exactly you saw that. That's oh, the, yeah, that's, that's me doing the Hollywood thing. thing. That's yeah, a teaser. Very yeah. nice. Um, and uh, and so I think the thing is that I just um, want I just want to point out that our producer Meryl is like looking over here like she this does that a lot. Is the dumbest. Right. Dumbest topic teaser no. for the for the waterproofing. I'm sorry. Waterproofing gotta, basements is exciting. That's very yeah, exciting. She's 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 not buying it. I know Meryl okay. thinks I'm ridiculous sometimes. Right. So that's okay. <laughs> um, and uh, and so um, I think the thing to be uh, to be mindful of is that. Uh, there, there's stuff that fails every. So let's talk about water heater as an example. That's a big. A water heater has a seven to ten year life, mm -hmm. generally speaking, um, and that's unfortunate. But that's planned obsolescence, right? And and when they fail, they typically fail not in uh, yeah, a subtle way. Yeah, they go big. No, yeah, they go not big. in a subtle way, yeah. and and they they fail by you finding water on the floor. Mm -hmm. The extent to how much water is the other question, right? Mm -hmm. So if you're away for a week and it happened mm -hmm. to let go on Monday yeah, yeah. and you don't get back to Friday, you could mm -hmm. have problems, right? So there's lots of ways that we get into the the basement. But generally speaking, if a client has a mold problem, um, we're going to encourage them to gut that space mm -hmm. and, and pull that right down. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, I think the, among the best processes are to use materials that don't provide food. So no wood and no paper mm -hmm. and preferably no paint, right? So believe it or not, paint is actually latex paint. Wait, seriously? Is a food source also, wow. right? So. So if you do gut right down to the studs, are you d prepping the space in any way just to make sure that you're killing whatever mold is there? Uh, well, so again, mold um, isn't typically growing on concrete, right? right? So what we're doing is taking all the all the wood and all the drywall out of the space, mm -hmm. and so by doing that, we're removing all that mold, right? Okay. Um, if you were to, f and so if you find mold on the concrete, it's because there's dirt on the concrete or, the, right. or, or some food source on the concrete, right? So you don't, we, we yes, you can get rid of that, no problem. But we solve that problem mostly by putting in inorganic materials. So in, in the system we happen to use that uh, is, is a product called Total Basement Finishing. Total, Total Basement Finishing's product is a foam panel that's covered with half-inch cement board. Mm -hmm. um, and the finish on that cement board is, um, is a pre-finished vinyl product, right? Mm -hmm. So it, 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 um, it needs no painting. It needs no, uh, you know, no other, other finishes on top of it. What's the finish um, look like? So the finish is like a beige um, finish. It's uh, and uh, oh, it's kind of like a grass cloth sort of. Exactly. Look, right? Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah right. And uh, 
uh, it's very attractive, and uh, the bulk of the basins we do, um, we use that product. Uh, that same manufacturer, Total Basin Finishing, also offers the ability to use a paintable system, mm-hmm. uh, but then the pre-finished system comes with a 50-year warranty, and the paintable system comes with a 20-year. And mm-hmm. then you think, okay, why, right? Well, so once again, to do the paintable system, we have to introduce... Paint. Paint is one, mm-hmm. and then we also have to introduce a joint compound. So oh, in yeah. that scenario where the panels come together, mm-hmm. instead of there being a batten where it comes together, we have to use joint compound to make that look right, mm-hmm. right? Which is fine, but joint compound, when wet, will fail or will become a food source, right? As does as does latex paint, right? Couldn't use a batten on uh, on a painted surface? Uh, not really, no. We in, in With the product that we use, uh, it's got a beveled edge, and it, it's designed to be taped. Okay. Um, so mm-hmm. that's just sort of the way it works. But uh, but again, and, and there are other ways to do that. There are other manufacturers that have other products that are also good products that are um, sort of uh, inorganic products. But then there's some products that aren't really good inorganic products. And even if you're using metal studs, if you're using metal studs and fiberglass or fabric, um, those are not impervious. And but, So I like to think of, of remodeling a basement for somebody, and I like to have consumers think about it like it's, a, it's an expense you want to deal with one time. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes to pay for remodeling work, right? But, if no. you can have it, right? but it's an expense you want to pay for one time. So if you think about it, um, I want to think what happens when the inevitable does occur, when the dryer over, overflows, I'm sorry, the washer overflows, or mm-hmm. when the hot water heater lets go, right? And you do get six inches of water in your basement. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be in a place where I finished my basement, now I've got to pay to refinish my basement. I want to be in a place where... And just, it's not even... Well, obviously, a, a big part of it is the, the money, but the but the time and the hassle and, Absolutely. right, you know, it's a, yeah. it's a pain to have people in your home. Yeah, and so in that scenario, if we have uh, a, a system where it's all inorganic and all we need to do is dry it out, mm-hmm. we don't need to tear it out, mm-hmm. we're way ahead of the curve, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that happens to be, and again, I'm not trying to, uh, to, to hammer people with, uh, with with sales stuff here, but that happens to be the system we use. We use a system that if you dry your basement in 10 days, your 50-year warranty is still intact. And mm-hmm. I, I, and so that, that appealed to me when I learned about the system and we brought it into our company because it just seemed to make a whole lot of sense. And it also, you know, I, I don't think it's a question of, um, if a home is going to have a leak, in the lifespan of a home, there's going to be leaks, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's mm-hmm. sort of unavoidable. Yeah, something's right? going to happen, right? And, and Whether so, it comes from outside or inside. Right, yeah. exactly. And so I like to think in those terms, and and I, I feel much better about using materials that uh, sort of expect the problems. Right. right. So let me ask you a question. You, you say, okay, you've got 10 days to... to dry that out. How do you dry out a basement that's been flooded? So say you got six inches of water. How do you how do you deal with that? Well, so uh, you would call a company in like a, like a serve pro or whatever, and they would uh, they would use pumps and, and shop backs and all of that, and then put in uh, uh, air movers and dehumidifiers. You would already potentially have a dehumidifier if you if you worked with with us. Um, and then, like I said, moisture moves from areas of high concentration to low concentration, mm-hmm. and, and you can extract the moisture by doing that. In our system, if you needed to, which typically isn't the case, you could actually demount a panel or a couple of panels. Mm-hmm. They actually come off a track, mm-hmm. um, and then you could expose the back area and let that dry out. But uh, And th- that's a very low level of effort and energy, and you're not throwing stuff away. Right. right? Okay. Um, but, yeah, it just gets down to uh, – but and that, that goes back to then thinking about – what other materials you're using in the basement that make sense, like the floor. Mm-hmm. You put a carpet in the floor and it floods, you're throwing the carpet out. That's mm-hmm. just kind of the end of the mm-hmm. deal, right? And that's fine. Um, and so for folks that want to do it that way, great. But there are other sort of carpet-type products 
that come in, come in, you know, 12 by 12 squares that are up off the floor and allow for drying and allow for vapor to move and allow for ventilation. Um, we like those. Th those make sense to us. And uh, and so you might pop a few well, how, of those. How is a carpet type product like a 12 by 12 different than carpet? How is that? Well, so in one of the products that we use, it's a it is a 12 by 12 uh, carpet on top of a plastic grid, mm -hmm. and the plastic grid elevates the carpet off the concrete by about a half an inch, mm -hmm. right? So there's no carpet in contact with the concrete and there's airspace underneath there. So yeah, so your airflow keeps going. Exactly, yep. exactly. And so so that's what allows that vapor to dissipate and not collect under the floor. Okay. Right? Right. Um, and even if you used a floor that did collect uh, or did allow moisture to stay there, you might need to pop that floor up. Like you might, if you're using a click together floor or something like that, you might need to remove that floor, get that area dry, but then you could relay it, mm -hmm. right? As opposed to throw it out. Right. right. Like a carpet. Okay. All right. So, so I think um, let's talk about how we heat in light spaces in the basement, mm. right? Because I think people are concerned naturally basement if, if when we can introduce daylight, like we talked about with the egress window, that's mm -hmm. awesome. Or if the basement's a walkout and we have some natural light in the back of the back of the building or whatever, that's great too. Uh, but in the event that we don't today, um, you know, we encourage everyone to use suspended ceilings mm -hmm. in basements. It's not that we can't do a hard ceiling. And if, if someone says, hey, I want my, my basement to look just like my living room, totally cool, We can. that's fine, we can do that. But once again, in almost every basement, whenever we put a hard ceiling in, we're covering up wiring and plumbing mm -hmm. and heating and lines and ductwork. Right, work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and things that you need access to from time to time. Yeah, and Murphy's Law is going to tell you that six months after we put a hard ceiling in, mm -hmm. you're going to get your first leak. Right. You, may, you may say, oh, I've lived in this house 10 years, we never had a leak. Okay, put a hard ceiling in, you'll get a leak. Right. right? <laughs> that'll, that'll work out just fine. But... So, if, so with drop ceilings, how do they look? I mean, I know that sometimes question. they can look like an office building and people don't want an office building in their basement. So they what sure kinds can. of products are there that are more attractive? So they sure can. We, we um, so using a smaller tile, like a two foot by two foot tile. So if you go into most offices, you're going to see two foot by four foot mm -hmm. acoustical tile, mm -hmm. right? And those are the kinds that, that's got fissures in it and yep. help reduce, uh, uh, you know, reverb and things like that, uh, echo. Uh, but... There are a lot of tiles that are on the market today. And going back, by the way, to the inorganic issue, 95% uh, of uh, acoustical tiles are made from uh, pressed paper, cellulose. Yeah, right? So not a good plan. Not, not a great choice. But manufacturers also make tile with, uh, with other materials that are inorganic, like... Um, like rock wool, which mm -hmm. is a uh, which is an inorganic material as well. So making a selection in the material that is what is what is rock wool? I mean, do they do they shear the rocks? <laughs> like how does that? Uh, so qu quite honestly, I don't know. It, it is like a rock. Oh, type we product. need to know the answer to this. It, this yeah, is so important stuff. Apparently, well, maybe we'll loop that into the waterproofing show. I, uh, I feel like we need to how we get rock wool. Yeah, um, but it is a uh, it is a. Uh, mold and mildew resistant product. So we put, the t and that's the other thing that's nice about it. It, it. If you use a ceiling tile that's designed for the basement, not only is mold or mildew proof, but um, it won't sag if there is you know, so excess moisture in the basement. Right? Okay. So, mm -hmm. um, so, and so in that suspended ceiling, we encourage folks to go with recessed lighting. Uh, and recessed lighting um, is, uh, you know, today we're using all LED lights. Mm -hmm. uh, we can put everything on a dimmer, works out great, and, uh, and gives, uh, gives as much light as, as clients want. Um, and uh, and is subtle and it's not like uh, you know isn't you don't need like a big two by four fluorescent exactly right exactly and it, it's a more residential feel mm -hmm. than, than sticking in those big two by four or two mm -hmm. by two mm -hmm. fluorescent lights right um, so that's a big piece of it 
when we talk about heating and cooling, again, even if a, even if a client has ductwork in their basement, we discourage tying into that ductwork mm -hmm. uh, because generally it does two things. It may negatively impact the main area where that ductwork is, is servicing. So let's say that ductwork is designed to work on the first floor. If you start cutting in holes in that ductwork in the basement, the likelihood is your basement's going to get more or less than it needs, and now the first floor is going to get more or less. And right. the thermostat for that space is on the first floor, not right. in the basement. Right. So you don't get a good connection there, right? So if, if it's cool in your basement and it's too cool, then you're heating all of a sudden, you're heating up the first floor right. or vice versa. Exactly. Right. And, and then even in this, you switch to the summertime and you've got the air conditioning on on the first floor, you're freezing the basement because mm -hmm. it does not need the same cooling level, right? right? And and cold sinks. Exactly. So the cold's already down there to begin right, with. Right, exactly. So mm -hmm. we encourage clients to think about um, doing basements uh, or heating basements exclusively and not air conditioning them. And when we heat them, we typically are heating them with electric baseboard heat. Oh. Right. So that's interesting because typically you don't use electric baseboard anywhere and it's not recommended anywhere. So why is it an advantage in the basement? Well, so it's not that it's not recommended. It's that most people perceive that as being expensive to operate, right? Yeah. And it's more expensive to operate than some. However, a couple of things. One, it's relatively inexpensive to install. Mm -hmm. And two, remember when we first talked about heating and cooling, we already are starting at a space that's 55 degrees. Right, so, so we don't have to go up that much. Yeah, there's this thing, there's a concept in heating called delta T, or the mm -hmm. change in temperature. Mm -hmm. And the smaller that change is, the less energy we have to use to get to where we want to get to. Okay. Right? So if we want to make the basement 68 degrees, and we're already at 58 degrees in the mm -hmm. space, yeah, you know, we don't have a, a big move. Right. Right? Um, and, and so electric baseboard... It can be very specific. We can put a thermostat in each room. You can control them as you need them, as mm -hmm. you use them. You don't heat the whole space. You heat what you want to heat. Um, right, today, so if you have a guest bedroom down there and you're never using it, you can just leave it down. Right, yeah. right. And today we've been incorporating programmable thermostats that are Wi-Fi enabled, so you can uh, adjust them. If you're going to be going down to the basement, and let's say you have a home office down there, and you're going to get some work done, it can come on a half an hour before you uh, mm -hmm. go, and mm -hmm. you can program it to shut off when you're going to leave. Mm -hmm. right? So right. Uh, very controllable, not overly expensive, um, and a nice way to do it. Okay. So, great. Um, so that's a little primer on uh, on sort of basement finishing. There's other. There's a lot of other stuff we can talk about. We may end up making it as I'm thinking about. This, there's other things to catch up, but we we uh, we probably should circle back and we'll do some more basement work and basement finishing, and even get into um, you know what we deal with, how we deal with wet basements, because I know that's a concern for a lot of people, and how we deal with problem situations, situations like headroom and things like that. Right. Um, we'll probably go ahead and, and, and readdress that as a whole another topic, but. Um, hopefully our listeners got some value out of this. Yes, I hope they did. Before we sign off, I do want to say, um, so we have a website, renovationmaderight.com. And if you go to that website, if you have questions, uh, we would love to be able to get, take your questions um, and and read them and address them in the podcast. About we're, any topic, by yeah, the way. It topic. doesn't have to be about basements or whatever we're talking about in that yeah. particular podcast. Just we're also marriage right. counselors. No, yeah. No, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> And so, well, you know, people who screw things up really learn a lot. That's exactly yeah. right. So, um, so we can, uh, we'd love to get your questions, love to get your input and your ideas, um, or suggestions for topics you'd like to hear mm -hmm. that uh, that you might find some value in. So, um, with uh, with no further ado, I am David Bryan, and I am Brenda Bryan, and this is Renovation Made Right. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check out the show notes on our website, renovationmaderight.com, and follow us on social media at Renovation Made Right. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you like the show, leave us a review.